hey, hey. What is happening? What's going on, everybody? It's a it's a Tuesday night, Tuesday night here in New York, and we are just chilling, chilling like villains already. Going a little bit early tonight, though, a little early. It is what time is it right now? Oh, it's six forty-four. It's six forty-four, and I actually set the timer for six forty-five. I said, you know what? It's six forty-two. We're going live. That was three. Two and a half minutes ago. So I wanted to go live a little bit earlier than usual just because I'm getting off a little bit earlier than usual because uh, the band is getting together. And um, and tonight it's a very important <coughs> band meeting because A, we're loading a lot of new, uh, equ- sound equipment back into the room. We are going to pick a, uh, a broadcast date. We want to actually do a, a live stream performance. We haven't done that in a while. And uh, when we pick that, that'll good. That'll give us a time. That'll be that'll give us a times uh, timeline for production. And what I mean by that is we have to assess the state of the room, the decor, the lighting, the camera angles, whether or not we can get better cameras in there. I also have to give the broadcast um, the broadcast computer that we have in there right now to Derek, my bassist, who's a uh, He's a techie and IT guy as well too, and I just he, he needs to just do a little bit of uh, cleaning up on that thing. And it takes like ten minutes to start up. We don't use this computer. I don't know why it's taking so long. So it's just gonna get leaned out somehow, and then I'm gonna start building up some nice OBS scenes in there, and we're gonna figure out a way to um, to bring in producers like Mike to come in and actually work the board but not be in the room. So that'll be nice. It's a a completely a big reconstruction and big re-envisioning of the whole space there because not only is it going to be important for us as a band to do live stream performances, whatever, to keep our chops up and have some fun um, because venues around here are few and far between, these days at least. Uh, It's also really important for what we have planned for, uh, quite frankly, going forward. At least all the, quite frankly, spinoff shows, including um, the new concepts that we're developing for Saturday nights. I'd love to get a little bit more of a live musical aspect to that. And if we ever have uh, bands and artists come in, I want to be able to set them up in a place that, uh, that would be decent. I've let you in on those, those thoughts, um from time to time but this is a little bit more it's getting more ironed out tonight in detail so uh and then there's more we want to set recording schedules there's new material to be recorded and all that and um which means i also have to start making a little bit more time over here in the studio just to to work out as a drummer so i can i can feel like a drummer again if you have ever played a a uh a an instrument seriously for any amount of time and then life just pulls you away from it uh there is a disconnect inside of you that makes you feel like oh what, what's the point i wouldn't even know how to hold the sticks if i had them in my hands right now but it takes uh it just takes a little bit of time and you're back on the on the bike and then you just gotta that's it whip out your metronome man and get to work tonight i'm in a little bit more of an improv mood had a good time last night 
I want to talk about that in just a second. But tonight we're going to just mix through some some random articles, some headlines, and open up the lines. I have the, the general line that's going to be open tonight. You can write this down right now. It's 200-0269. That's 914-200-0269. That is for whatever. The li- It's just it's open lines. Come with anything you want to say or any kind of questions you want to ask, but make it just make sure that, oh, this is going to be awesome. And you can put it into a nice little nutshell. It's an elevator pitch. Okay? Nice little elevator pitch. That's what open lines are all about. Because remember, you're talking to a lot of people. So, be conscious of that. Then, of course, I'm going to reopen the special inside information hotline. I like doing this every couple of weeks, every few weeks. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what we get around to. These improv nights, we can suck up a lot of time faster than you think. All right, so last night I had a good time with our guest. It's nice to have Elle on. And, um, but on the pill.net technical level thing, I'm writing down a lot of things here. You know, we all had feedback for Pilled after the after the fact last night. Um, if uh, one thing that we learned that is getting worked on uh, right now, I don't. Uh, it, it, it's going to be uh, uh, done soon. But uh, if you are about ten or twenty minutes behind in the stream, like let's say you go and you you pause the stream to go to the bathroom or something like that, on Pilled, one of the first innovations they they did um, in a string of innovations was giving you buffer time. So it buffers wherever you pause, so you can press play when you come back and it picks up right where you are. Only thing is that needs to be kind of capstoned and completed is that when the stream ends you need to be able to continue to watch it till its entirety and you know just catch up even though the stream is over that is not a the case yet so if you pause it for five or ten minutes and you go to the bathroom you come back and it's not continuing on then when the stream ends at nine o'clock somewhere around there if you still have seven minutes to catch up on you're cut off until you're cut it just it cuts you off until the rerun plays, um, which is not that big of a deal, but if you know if you use that buffer to your personal advantage, then then it is. Because the other thing that we noticed is that uh, the rerun does not process nearly as fast as uh, we hoped it would, and it was available on Pilled this morning when I woke up, but not immediately afterwards. So until this changes, I will be uploading the full episode that we do every night to Rumble and BitChute every night as soon as I get home to upload the podcast okay um, so those are those are two major things that really popped up there but I will say this I received a lot of positive feedback especially from our older audience members which is most promising because if they can figure it out I mean am I right let's be honest with each other that's a good sign okay even Roku users last night were very happy because as you know if you have a roku device that can just be used to cast what you're watching on your phone or any other mobile device you can cast that through roku onto any television even if, even if it's an older television that isn't considered a smart tv i got an email from one of our lovely listeners jane jane said this dear frank jane here just wanted you to know i followed your instructions and with the help of my grandson was successful in getting the show yesterday on my tv i held my breath at intermission and voila voila 
Everything went smooth as silk. Been so stressed out about not being able to view it on my television, but it was easier than I imagined. So grateful. Your show means the world to me. Well, I, I, I was just over the moon for Jane because I've been there helping so many people allay their fears. Because, you know, listen, let, let's just be honest about this. It's a trial period for a lot of reasons. We're trying something new, and the reason why we're trying it is because there is a a real good opportunity for independence and security, brand security, going into uncharted political waters, as you're going to hear tonight a little bit more uh, of the, uh, the, the, uh, the company men and women who want to talk about censorship and who want to talk about what is appropriate and what isn't and what what goon squads should be going out there if hate speech is uttered anywhere on the on uh, on the uh, the face of the earth it's really incredible but like i said when i made this announcement about the second halves only being on pilled and quite frankly tv there was no reason not to try you know pilled is the home of the network anyway as it's been for a couple of years it's embedded right in the center of quite frankly tv so even if this arrangement doesn't even last more than a couple of months it's still showing people i'm hoping how easy it is to watch everything from the nightly show to all the bonus programming afterwards including the weekend blocks that i personally curate and much more to come because i still want to have live interactive after hour shows where we have uh callers and all that so it's uh it's one of those things and uh, one last thing on this because i know last night was very new in that respect if you care about independent media then please send technical feedback and any kind of problems you have to support at pill.net because like i said just a couple seconds ago no matter what happens with how i conduct the seven o'clock show a it's never going to be behind a paywall but B, um, the network is still powered by Pilled. So we have a lot invested in this becoming a better, more intelligent streaming platform, Foxhole, Pilled. So uh, it's very rare, support at Pilled.net, that you can go and you can email a platform and actually talk to the owners and the programmers and get a, uh, a response quickly. Not only a response, but you can actually help improve the platform quickly. So I know, it's in, I know it's tempting just to complain with strangers in a chat room from time to time about one thing or another. But if you actually put those thoughts into an email and address it to support at pill.net, it's incredible what, a, uh, what our little tribe over here can do to, to quickly um, perfect a nice little island that we can always call home in the darkest of times as long as the internet is up as long as people have access to the internet we'll always have a home if we can just all team up on that so thank you on that all right let's see here um i have a couple of things i want to do on the grab bag end of things which will actually just be the show so let's just start the show off just remember tomorrow is robin mccutcheon we're going to be talking about some fun things there on on thursday night we got George Alexopoulos in studio and Razor Fist calling in for the first time on Zoom. That'll be wonderful. Big, big culture shock show. I can't wait to do that one. Matt will be here on uh, Friday. Um, I have a couple of key bookings, though, I want to tell you about. We'll do that on the other side because there's something else I want to show you. Oh, man, we've been doing a lot of work. I've been very excited, and I hope you are, too. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right, right back. I heard Yoda. 
asking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? It's heroin. stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Buonasera, senorina, buonasera. Yes. It is time to say goodnight to Napoli. Um, a couple of things I saw in the chat room, just because I like bouncing in there whenever I can. Uh, number one, there's no reason to unsubscribe anywhere. Because um, after hours programming that we do, Saturday night specials, uh, anything that's special, porch streams, all that stuff, I'm going to be using the full battery of channels that we have. Um, we're just uh, we're just doing this the second half arrangement um, for the seven o'clock show, but I'm still going to be uploading as you all have seen today on Rumble and BitChute. Those are going to be very important uh, repositories for the full show. So the, the, these are entire shows there. Another thing there too is. Another thing, too, is if you ever have trouble figuring out something like Pilled.net, don't give up. Because the fallback, the very simple fallback, is quite frankly.tv and press play. That's the fallback. It is so incredibly simple. And that's the only reason why I even wanted to endeavor to, you know, to give this a shot. Anyway, take a look at this. Speaking of quite frankly.tv, I have a new little fun thing to show you, don't I ever. My, oh my. All right, so I'm bringing you up on the screen. Up on the screen you are with me. Let me get out of there. So here's Quite Frankly.tv. There's the show right now. You can see all the, uh, the wonderful things going on here. But anyway, if you go to the merch, we have new merch that I'm unveiling to you tonight. Thank you, Rise Attire. It is a wonderful array. We've got, we've got the... Uh, the Founding Frankly, framed up for you on a wonderful hoodie and a tee. The Quite Nationals shirt has been revamped. It is looking more and more like an actual uh, beer league softball tee. In fact, anybody out there that's looking for a jersey for their beer league softball team next season, go ahead, buy 12 of these. Put your own numbers on there and rep the, uh, rep the show. Quite Nationals. That's right. We took a And there's a little, even a little bit of a blurb there. If you want to see it, 
You click on those quite nationals in here underneath, a little bit from me. A tongue-in-cheek way of mocking the hallucinations of the average leftist's greatest fear and Frank's love of classic baseball tees. Buy 12 and clothe your entire beer league softball team. So you go and, uh, and check that out. But th- that's, not the, that's not the least of it. I'm so excited about everything else. There is one thing here that you guys have never seen before, um, an old design that we're finally putting to use. The Quite Nationals tee is great, but the, the quite frankly, the Shea, the Shea, frankly, it's the Fuck Socialism t-shirt. There you have it. It's a Shea, frankly, DTG, unisex cotton tee. I love this so much. What is the other? Here we go. A never-before-seen design that replaces the Che Guevara's murderous mug with Frank's mirthful grin. Not to be worn in polite company, of course. Fuck socialism. So you can go and check that out whenever you'd like. And there's not, that's not all. Because this is all just the foundational stuff. There's going to be, we're going to be on top of a lot of um, the special edition stuff. Things that are, ideas that are spawned directly from the show. Um, but this is something that we have resurrected for modern audiences. And that is the UN Peace Through Terror. We have the shirt. And the hoodie, as you all know, people always ask when I wear the shirt, but it is a classic. It's a flea market classic, as I say. We w- we did this, we recreated it in a tedious fashion. The shirt was nearly extinct before we brought it back to life. A flea market relic from the early 1990s that tells the truth about the supranational organization of tyrants we know as the United Nations. It has now been given new life here on, quite frankly, TV, the merch. Thank you, Rise Attire. They do wonderful work, and they have been out there in the audience for a long time, and I'm glad that we finally got to uh, to do some work. And now we have high-quality tees, ten times the five to ten times the quality of Teespring, no doubt. We've got a new coffee. Sometime around February or March, we're going to have brand-new, amazing hand-spun clay mugs that we're going to be able to... Uh, enjoy for years to come that'll be part of the coffee coffee shop selections over there i mean i'm really feeling good feeling like we're doing major makeovers and it uh a lot of good stuff going on anyway 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 it was worth the wait all right here's a couple other things i want to do there is a there is a Speaking of art and speaking of new things and speaking of rebranding, I wanted to give a little shout out. We have a listener out there. Her name is Rebecca, and she has a daughter, a 14-year-old daughter named Millie, and she does fan art. And a little bit before Halloween, she sent this to me, Rebecca did, said, Millie made this for you. She would be honored if you would like to use it on your show. She has a YouTube channel where she features all of her art. And some of her other creations, it could be found under the name Jackson Arson, A-R-S-O-N, Jackson Arson. And this is what she made me. I want to show everybody. Look, it's a, uh, it's a jester. Very Halloween-y with a jack-o'-lanterns in the back. Thank you so much for that, Millie. I said, I asked Rebecca, is this supposed to be me? What a very anime reimagining of me. I'm a little shorter, but that's okay. I'm very bright, and I love purple. I like that purple and amber color. That um, that combination, don't you? So thank you so much, Millie, and keep up with your art and do well on your YouTube channel. Keep your opinions guarded, whatever you do, and you'll gain subscribers. 
Don't be yourself. Whatever. <laughs> no. Horrible, horrible advice, Frank. Don't say that to Millie. Anywho. Anyway, there's that. Oh, and there's one other thing. I've been waiting to do this too. Putting a little bit of a highlight on the youth in the audience. So there's Millie making her um, her art, and I got this in the mail a couple of weeks ago as well. Here we go. Uh, this is from... Where is it? What's the name? This is from the Paines in Indiana. The Payne family. And I got two letters here written in cursive. And I want to read it to you. Here we go. Uh, what's up, Frank? I heard on the October 5th, 2023 show, you said something on the web that said, Gen Z cannot write in cursive, but I can, so joke's on you, Internet. By the way, I am Maximus Payne. What an awesome name. My parents just named me Monosyllabic Frank. It's like, oh, is, is, that, is that short for Francis or Francesco? Or is like, no. Nope, one syllable, Frank. He's Maximus Payne, this kid. The son of Sir Nasty Nate. I love your show. All in cursive. Hi, Frank. My mom and dad love your show. My dad is Sir Nasty Nate. There you go. Oh, wait a second. Age eight? What is it? Was it two kids? Ezekiel from Ezekiel. Maximus and Ezekiel? It's just plain old Frank and Anthony over here. The hell? We were gypped. From Ezekiel Payne, eight years old. Look how he's writing. So, there is hope in the future. And, uh, and I just want to put that out there in case you think that we are way too doom and gloom there. So, I got ahead to a little bit of the tip of the cap. A tip of the cap. That's what I got for you tonight. All right. Uh, what else? What else as we move through this pile of stuff? Well, the first thing I have here is from Nikki Haley. I want to play her, and then I want to play the beaver, and then I want to play a little bit more about some uh, J6 updates because you want to talk about the future that is uh, over the horizon. And the things that I'm contemplating here, as uh, as you know, we we just try to fortify what we have and still reach out and try to bring new viewers in. Here's the first one up. This is this is about January sixth. This was reported on by was it Bad Kitty censored by X? Was it it's, it's Uncovered DC? And is it Wendy? Let me make sure. It is Wendy. It's uh, from yesterday. So our buddy Wendy Mahoney. At Uncovered DC, Tracy's website, she's been doing incredible work. Wendy is very tenacious, and she finds things all the time. Listen to this. Infant son of a January 6th defendant placed on quiet skies suspected terrorist watch, watch list. An infant son. This was passed around a little bit recently. 
Pure revenge stuff here. An eight-week-old infant was placed on a secretive terrorist watch list known as Quiet Skies last week, according to A.J. Fisher. The only uh, suspected but not so reasonable explanation for the designation that Fisher is a January 6th defendant and the infant's father. Most alarmingly, it was not even Fisher who booked the ticket for his child. Fisher's fiance booked the ticket for herself and the infant, but neither was anywhere close to D.C. on January 6, 2021. So now anytime Fisher's fiance or their infant son travels, their boarding passes are stamped SSSS to indicate that they are suspected domestic terrorists and listed in the Quiet Skies database because of their association with Fisher, the father, the husband. You know, in places like North Korea, they hand down generational generational sentences for real or perceived crimes. Generational sentences. This is the United States. It's been like this for a long time. Only we really didn't um, we didn't feel it too much because, of course, we we weren't um, young, impressionable young Muslim men that were being used to justify the FBI's counterterrorism budgets for. 20 years uh now now the uh it's really being turned inward on us so it's credible it's incredible it's it's incredible it's um i mean you can say that and and some people have, have come out and said that there is no it it doesn't indicate that ss secondary security screening selection it doesn't indicate that you are bona fide a suspected domestic terrorist but when we start seeing special designations no matter how benign or vague it could be designations for people new categorizations for people um it's it's very dangerous stuff and we are in the deep end of the pool now let's move on to uh snow miser chin that is nikki haley and um Take a listen to this. She she wants to let you know what how the how social media should be should be run in the future for national security purposes. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. How do you do that, Nikki? Where is what clause in the Constitution, namely an executive power? Uh, makes you can have gives you the power to coerce private businesses into opening the books on on their users on where is this where is the federal power where's the executive power in particular I'd love to hear snow miser chin talk about this but of course she is just a uh, a rabble rousing battle bot that doesn't stop flapping her gums the second thing is every person on social media should be verified mm. by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all the- It's a national security threat, you know, because the internet is just around this, this new internet thing. Uh, we, we've been using the internet privately for, what, close to 40 years now? Everybody has had monikers and screen names in, in most households in the United States since the 1990s, the late 90s. By the end of the 90s, almost, I mean, a vast majority of the country had personal computers and were at least nominally connected to the Internet. You know, even if it was just dial-up. You guys remember when Juno came out? That was my first email account. It was Juno. And you wrote your email... And you dialed up through the modem, 
And at the end of every dial-up completing its call, the one piece of email was sent out. Then, of course, the big update was that you can send batches of email in one call. And then there was constant connectivity. Some people already had that. But for me, that was the starting point. Anyway, anyway, it's a national security issue now all of a sudden that people are using the Internet without verifying who exactly they are. All of a sudden, it is a national security issue. All of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility. Yeah, yeah, because then all that, all that will be left are the, uh, the CIA bots, the Mossad bots, uh, the, the Bill Gates bots. Let's get, we, we need to get rid of the Russian and the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. The only way we can have that is if everybody, everybody puts their dick on the table and has it stamped. By Nikki Haley. When people know their name is next to what they say, accountability, and they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it, it's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. There you go. There you go. If you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to fear. <laughs> These freaks, man. This is a Republican. This is a Republican. Okay? This is a Republican. That's what they call themselves, and that's the that's the costume that they put on. They're they're the alternative to the crazies on the left. <laughs> oh man! And then Kathy Hochul said, "Hold my beaver teeth. I can do one better." Listen to this. This is uh, from New York. She says, "Social media uh, analyst unit or analysis unit that I guess she has created in the state of New York. They will contact people who commit hate speech online." Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to count- Shave down my teeth. ...some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Be safe and feel safe. So don't worry. I will not stop. Stop until everybody feels safe. Not gonna stop. She's not gonna stop anybody. What a fucking beaver witch bitch. I'm sorry, kids. Go away. Go into the other room. Uncle Frank's about to lose it. I'm feeling it's just the electricity is running through my veins. I can feel it. I hate it. I hate these people. I don't need to be verified. I don't need to be very, I, I, I say the things I say on the internet because it's not feasible for me to yell across the street at uh, Kathy Hochul in Albany to let her know how much I, I loathe her. I loathe her. And I'm not just talking about superficial things. I focus, I focus in on superficial things when I, I hate a person, uh, the inside of them. Okay? I, I see past a lot of things. If you're a good person, but this is a vampire. This is Nosferatu with a cheap wig. That's exactly what she is. Nosferatu. You go walk, look at a picture of no. Hold on. 
Nosferatu. Let's do it. Nosferatu. 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 Give it to me. Okay. All right. Now let's just let's just think about this for a second here, because I think it's really it's something we should consider. Is Kathy Hochul Nosferatu with a wig? So here's Kathy Hochul. Here's Nosferatu. Imagine Kathy Hochul's hair. Look, I know you see it. I know you see it. I know you see it. It's the, it's the it's the facial structure. I know you see it. It's the it's the eyebrows. Nosferatu's eyebrows are a little bit thicker, but you know he's a little bit older. It was the fashion at the time. It's the teeth. His is a little bit pointed. Maybe she had hers capped. Okay. All right. Am I being juvenile? I don't think so. I'm doing a little bit of digging. Everybody does digging these days. But they have their social media analysts that are going to make sure that everybody, every New Yorker feels safe. And we're going, to, uh, we're going to reach out and talk to people who have made threats. I guess there's going to be no more Democrats on the Internet. Give it a couple of months, and uh, and she's going to have she's going to have thrown away all of her all of her actual voters into prisons and gulags. Seriously, we want to talk about bad behavior. What the religious beliefs are, we expect to see people celebrating their lives, walking about freely, and that is no longer the case because people are living in fear. They have a right to do whatever they want here in the state of New York. Oh, really? <laughs> whatever they want. They have the right to do whatever they want. Uh, you know, rob stores with impunity, um, whatever they want. They can, they can kill their, their children with the help of a doctor on, on, on the due date. Um, whatever they want. They can now, now they can even grow three marijuana plants in their backyard while they do all those things. They can sell the merchandise that they stole from Burlington Coat Factory. In a tag sale, while in the backyard they're growing their weed plants, and it, it's just great. This is the way New York is always supposed to be. Always supposed to be. I don't know what to say. Do you? Do you know what the end game is? Anyway, um, I have so much that we can go to tonight, and uh, but around seven thirty, we're going to pop off. And we're going to go over to our our site and pill.net. We got all those links out there. Uh, like I said before, ladies and gentlemen, if there anything about the the the, the jump off at intermission uh, confuses you at all, sign up processes, all that stuff, we can figure that out on the side. In the meantime, just to continue watching, quite frankly, TV and press play. That's really it. It's really simple stuff. But we're going to take some calls now. It's 914-200-0269. We haven't taken calls since uh, that Thursday show that we did. Really wonderful show. Really wonderful show. I, um, I, I recommend you go back and listen to that if you haven't given it a listen. With Monica Kelsey from um, Safe Haven Baby Boxes, it was a really incredible, uplifting show. And, uh, again, one of those amazing ones. One of those, uh, I, I have to say, it's going to be top 10. That was great. That's what we have. All right, let's take some calls. Uh, 732, you're on the air. Who's this? You're on the, uh, the Tuesday show. 
Hey, Frank, it's uh, Chris from the Berkshires. What's going on, Chris? How you been? Good, man. I just wanted to, to super sad about um, Albert, you know. I know. Kind of a total bummer, you know. Um, Albert was a, Albert was a, I mean, I don't I know Albert personally, but it was, Albert was always a, a solid member in the chat over there on Twitch, and uh, him and I would always kind of joke around and argue about who's going to get through first on the calls, and, you know, I heard you say it, and I was like, can't be flat Albert. No, that's that's not 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 Albert Frederick. You know, you know that's that's crazy. And you know, more than anything, it's just you know, I've had a bunch of bunch of people in my life, you know, um, go through that and take their lives. And it's always just good to just always just make sure and check in on people that you love. You know, like he they they can show you that that they're fine in every way and 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 hide it on the outside really well and there's there's plenty of people that can that are hurting on the inside so you know it, it, it takes two seconds to just say hey man hope you're okay and, and let me know if you need anything so i mean i'm sure he had plenty of people in his life that were that were like that but you know it, it was it was really really tough to hear that and you know i know a lot of the people in the twitch chat were super hurt because you know anytime i would turn on the twitch chat when i first found your show when i first got kicked off of periscope and and you know periscope got canceled or whatever and i moved to twitch there was this dude that would every every time, you know, he even saw my name, he'd be like, Hey man, how you doing? What's going on? It's good to see you. Welcome to the chat, you know? So he was he was definitely a staple and he was a really, you know, awesome guy and it's it's just sad to see and you know, you know, you don't you don't want to move on, but you know, unfortunately that's part of life and just just try not to forget, you know, the good people and, and just treat people the way that he treated people, you know. And anybody that didn't wasn't lucky enough to, you know, get to shoot the shit with him a little bit, even if it was just in the chat. Just know that this was a great guy, and you know, an incredibly intelligent mind who, who thought very thought well, ways very, very well said, very well said, Chris. And you know, I, I knew that's the other reason, but I knew that there was we just had to do open lines tonight and see what came through because there's probably a lot of people who have still something to say about that. It's a, it's one of those show wide impacts that are made there. I, I never knew Albert personally. Um, but I got, well, I, I definitely spent at least a couple of hours on the phone with them over the years, you know, and, and right. it's, I, I knew that there was going to be this coming through. So I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm sure that there's going to be people who express similar, similar thoughts. Um, is that all you had to say? Cause if it is, it's, that's totally fine too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really all I want to say. And as always, you know, keep up the great work. The show, the show gets better and better. You know, it's, it's tough with the change and everything, but at the same time, I understand what you're doing and, and you're trying to grow the program. So it's, it's, it's one thing to, to lose your chat friends, you know, halfway through it. But at the same time, I understand you're trying to, you're trying to expand the program. And well, expand, you know, expand the, you know, expand, expand the brand essentially, but you know, you'll make new friends and you'll enter new chats. I know that. Well, so. Chris, you know, here's the thing. And thank you so much for the call. Um, this in and of itself is not a way to expand the brand. I was thinking about fortification. And all the other outside efforts is how you really expand it. For example, I mean, th these shows are still going to be uploaded in full in multiple places. I still need to figure out an intern system. See, it's hard for me to say, I need an intern to come and, and, and help me with all of the highlights that I need done. Because this is not the job of an intern. This is a full-time job. There are some shows out there that do an episode a week, two episodes a week, maybe even three. Uh, Lauren on the show last night, she just said that she had a Tuesday, Thursday, and a Saturday show. I mean, I'm sometimes I go Monday through Saturday, and then on Sunday I still do a an unlisted stream for all of my wonderful subscribers, that, uh, my my monthly subscribers that actually keep this show going and growing. So it, it's 
it's really just a matter it's a thought of whether or not we can fortify a little bit and then communicate and draw in the outside world through other means that we need to get figured out one way or another it's just that it's not the job of an intern we've had a lot of people come up to us over the years say i would love to help you with with highlights and i said thank you so much and then they realize that, okay, well, they just, they just grabbed three clips from Monday night's show, and now Tuesday night's show is done. And there's two hours of stuff there, too. And then the next day, you have another two hours to cut through. It is, it is thankless. Well, it's not thankless, but it is, I don't know. It's like fighting the tides. I use that phrase a lot, a lot but it's, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. So I need to figure out a way to fund that kind of an operation. And I, I always encourage people to become a monthly sponsor. It's uh, for as little as $3 a month on quitefrankly.tv through the Sponsor Us tab. There is still Patreon and Subscribestar. Lauren said that she's going to get me all the open inventory on the, the specialty perks so we can everybody knows, hey, I, there's still open spots for pen pals and everything else because that's really the, the key here. We're doing a lot with just just under 1% of the audience being monthly sponsors. If we had 2-3% of the audience as monthly sponsors, I wouldn't really need uh, to, 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 to cut any deals to, to see if we can expand certain parts of the operation. So that's really it. It's always concentrating on how to make this a better experience for you guys. Um, if I was concerned about just being able to pay my bills and going live at night and just having a comfortable life, I, I, I don't need to do any of this. I can just come on, do the show and, and, but I'm thinking about real production development and going beyond this show and, and kind of insulating this show with side projects and things I always wanted to do. I want to direct stuff. I want to, I want to write short screenplays, vignettes. I would like to act again, you know, things like that. Radio dramas have been talking about. I've got scripts. I've got actors too. I just need Foley men. I need, I need nights to, to put it all together. I told my father, my father's directing a, uh, it's almost like a, it's not a, a full-on uh, full produced play, but in December, he's directing a read-through of It's a Wonderful Life, and it's based on a, a, a script, a five-man script. I said, you know, you got to help me put on a radio drama. I would love to go and perform this, just black out the screens, maybe put some nice Christmas-related stuff on screen, and then bring in a Foley guy, like maybe Anthony, and a and a uh, and a little bit of direction, scene by scene, and you have your sound effects board and all that stuff, and we actually do a live performance of "It's a Wonderful Life," radio style. Like these are the types of things that I'm interested in. I'm really, really interested in, and um, and and that is my sole focus. That's my sole focus, because if I cared only about living a a life where I knew my bills are paid for and I can provide for my daughter, then I'm, I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about things because I have a wonderful audience and I know they're always going to be around. And I, I definitely don't, I'm not playing games with you guys. I'm just trying some things. And if it turns out to be a detriment, then we go back to the way it was. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not stubborn enough to, to see something becoming you know negative when I all I want to do is create positive so there's that and on the Albert thing 
I want to read one. I told you I opened up a... I'll read this, and then we'll go on our intermission and hop over to quitefrankly.tv and pilled.net. All the the uh, all the the links are out there. But I opened up a thread, an Albert's thoughts and memory thread, like I told you last night. It's still up there, pasted to the top of quitefrankly.tv's forum. Uh, and in there, there is the link for the GoFundMe. If anybody wants to contribute a little bit to the family um, and everything that they're dealing with right now. But one of the things that I I put in was a screen capture from my cousin Sherry, who was talking a little bit about Albert in The Gilded the night that we all got the news. And I really like this, and this is what I'll, I'll just read on, on the air, and you guys and gals can go watch and you know read through all the rest and add your own and just talk to people there on the forum. Uh, she said the following. She said, Albert was such a sweetheart who had so much love for his wife and kids, a book who uh, could not be judged by its cover. His life story was both fascinating and tragic. Like many of you, I spent quite a few long nights on voice chats with Albert holding court on any number of subjects. Sometimes I dismissed him as a curmudgeon. (laughs) Me too. Sometimes I dismissed him as a curmudgeon. And other times I really think he had it all figured out. I'll miss him. I'm so sad for his family. I'll be praying for all of them. And I thought that was so well said, and it perfectly encapsulated so many of those late nights. That, you know, I, sometimes I wouldn't jump in on those voice chats because I don't want to distract people. I see seven, eight people in, in, at the time, Discord, but even the Gilded voice chats, I see seven or eight people in there talking until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I don't want to jump in because I don't want to pull any attention away from what they're already talking about. But there would be Albert. There would be my cousin, you know, Linda, Nikki, so many people in there. And it was really it's all wonderful memories. And we still we still have to endeavor to create new wonderful memories. And we memorialize those who are not here with us and keep them around in some way, just like we. We paid some attention to uh, Gadget Doc, our wonderful buddy Brian, who died a couple of years ago uh, in early November. We just um, we just paid a uh, little bit of attention to him, keeping his memory alive as well. He's another good friend gone. But uh, we will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I invite you all to come with us over to quitefrankly.tv. Over to pilled.net, the direct pilled slash foxhole link is in the description of this episode. Uh, you can also find it on Twitter and on uh, Telegram, all those other places. And we have a little bit of a transition video that you're going to be able to watch right now. That'll make it all go by uh, in, in a flash. That's right. And more than enough time to go and complete the transition. All right. We'll be right back. And next time you see me, I will be a woman. Pilled.net is proud to host Quite Frankly TV, exclusively on the home of free speech. To continue watching the show, we are here to help you over to Pill. If you're new to the platform, just click on the welcome link provided. It will then walk you through signing up for your free account. If you already have a Pilled.net account, follow the link provided directing you straight to Quite Frankly's stream. We are excited to have you join the Pilled family. And if you have any questions at all, please email support at pill.net. Enjoy the rest of Quite Frankly TV on pill.net. Free speech lives here. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you.
Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke. Can I get a Coke? So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. I almost forgot to, to press record. I pressed record over here during the intermission, which means I'm going to have to do a little bit of pasting together. Thank God I pressed it last night because I had a, uh, I had a dropout with, um, with OBS it was the first time that it happened to me in a long time. I had some freeze ups in the last couple of years, but not like this. So I'm happy to have you all here. Now let's get some super chats in, shall we? Let's get some super chats in. The first one up is from Rumble. We got Rumble Ramp from Esther G. Says, Frank, I would love it if you can land an interview with the Kate Awakening. Her Clean Living Project podcast today was right up your alley. Much love, amore. Um, you know, Esther, I actually just messaged Kate today um, I, I sent her a message in the morning uh, I just something that crossed my mind that I wanted to see how she was doing so I don't know if I get if I get something back from her I'll uh, hopefully I can I can say oh by the way a little a little by the way there so thank you so much for that Esther for thinking about me how uh, how incredible all right, over quite frankly, superchat.com, which you can always still go, quite frankly, superchat.com. We have Stostube says, you always make it a wonderful experience for us, Frank. Thank you, my good man. You know, I, the, the thing for me, Stostube, my good friend, Christos, is that I get really excited about all the things I want to do, and I tell you about them. And sometimes that's the worst thing you can do, because... Sometimes the the wheels of progress grind very slowly, especially when you're limited with uh, staff, even though I have a staff that's small but works very hard. But, you know, the, the loftier ideas just needs more people. And I'm, I'm always so uh, excited about the things that I'm excited about 
that I like talking about it. And it's just, obviously, it's years go by and you can still, you get things done, but you're still talking about other things. And it almost sounds like, oh, what the hell are you doing? Get to it. And it's just, it grinds slow. But I'll tell you what the big vision is. And that's really what, I just want to be a, I don't know. Just want to get immersed in this. It's just fun. It's fun. And I want you guys to be along for the ride. Thank you so much, Christos. Jay Britt says, Frank, I wanted to give my first impression of the, quite frankly, Elevation Blend Coffee. Very mellow, aromatic, full of flavor, and I can really taste the caramel notes. Great selection. Thank you. Thank Oh, that's that's wonderful there. That's wonderful. Because I'll, I'll tell you what's, what changed for me, Jay. What changed for me was was realizing with our old coffee sponsor and our good friends, Christian Scantling of uh, Nordic Coffee, which has since closed down, was learning about the whole roasting process. I used to think that medium to darker roasts meant that you were getting more caffeine, it was going to be stronger, it was going to kick you in the ass, and it's it's not the case. It's just not the case. Case that, that the, the more you're roasting it, the more you are covering up what might be an inferior tasting bean or inferior origin or an inferior crop by just kind of like, you know, I don't know, frying it up a little bit more, baking it a little bit more. Whereas lighter roasts, you might be able to get better hints of actual things. Now, I'm not good at, at taste testing. Lauren and I, and even my mother, we were sitting around and we were getting all of these beans. They sent over bags and bags of beans, all different types of roast origins. And then they gave us, our friends at the Coffee Revolution did, these cards. And on the cards, they're almost like when you go to a a wine tasting. That's another thing that I would really love to understand what the hell I'm doing. Where you're you're watching the legs of the the wine kind of just like trace down the glass a little bit more. You're smelling it a little bit. Then you're tasting... What do you taste? Oh, I, I taste this. It's earthy. It's oaky. It's this. Like, yeah, well, what does earth and oak taste like? I haven't sucked on a fucking chair in a long time. What? What? I don't understand this stuff. I know what caramel smells like and tastes like. You know, I know coconut. I know chocolate. If I want a chocolatey taste in a coffee, I usually just add some Bailey's. Bailey's, Bailey's uh, has like a, a creamy chocolatey kick to it. I love this is the time of year for it now. I love a hot cup of coffee and just a nice little helping of Bailey's in there. I don't need anything else. I don't need to put a little bit extra whiskey. I don't have to go full on Irish with it, but just a little bit of Bailey's. Oh, it, then I taste the chocolate. But I'm glad that some of you out there uh, who know what you're tasting for are getting exactly what we were what we were what we were aiming for. Because I said, okay, we're going for something light. And away we go. All right, let's see here. Uh, Katie Skye sent two over. She said, my niece was just telling me Sunday that her friend's favorite song was something by Alice in Chains. Well, there's a lot of good ones with Alice in Chains. There's a lot of good ones out there. And tonight I felt like the rooster. Ezekiel, it has better handwriting than I do, says Katie. So there you go, Ezekiel, another feather in your young cap. Your eight-year-old cap. Good for you. All right, so here's what what's up. We're going to take some more calls. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And, and we're going to open up the lines, and while we do that, I'm going to go through some of my 
gold pills over here too so we can stay on top of them. Now here's the general line is 914-200-0269. And as you all know, we have a special hotline open tonight. But if you call the inside information hotline, this is exactly what you need to do. And I'd rather get no calls than someone who just doesn't get it. And this is a, you can LARP too. I'm okay with LARPing. But it has to come across as inside information, something that you know, that you know for sure, that the world needs to know. Okay? There is a big shift in industry that's coming. There is a, uh, you know, you want to drop some kind of uh, big military move that nobody knows. I don't know. You've seen an alien land somewhere. They gave you inside information about what the next phase is. And Blue Beam is really going to be. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm talking about there. That's 914-369-1236. So just tread lightly. Don't call in with your theories. I want to know what you know. Tell me what you know. That's on the inside information line. 914-200-0269 is the, the general, though. All right. So here's what I got on the, the gold pills real quick. C. Blanche, thank you. Swickley says, you think Anthony would mind if I remix one of his songs? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Which song were you going to remix? I don't think he would mind. People do that all the time. Uh, Robert Sarn, if you make a million dollars, perhaps, um, I mean, that's that's something else. But uh, anyway, Robert Sarns, thank you so much. Matt1776, he's one of the guys behind the operation over there, ladies and gentlemen. So you have one of the head honchos at pill.net right there hanging out with you. Talk to Matt about anything. Talk to him about the decor, about the, uh, the, the furniture that he's bought for the place. Thank you, Bacon Slut. Thank you, NJSF. Thank you, Jay Sims. Says, hey, Frank, 123SKG, how is Rob doing? He's doing well. Rob's always doing well. Even when he's not doing well, he's doing well. You know, one of those guys. Um, but uh, I was just talking to him today because I asked, you know, I was asking him some advice, uh, you know, some thoughts about last night. I, I contacted a lot of people today to see what they thought about last night's maiden voyage with what we're doing. So we're talking and uh, I'll probably see him on Thursday morning when we go to work out. Music Man 75 says, get plush in the studio. I see Ashley met Ace. I should, I should contact my cousin and see if I can get Ashley in here. And then Rise Attire says, that's some pretty cool merch you have there. Cheers, my dude. Thank you again to Adrian and the whole staff, small cozy staff at Rise Attire. I'm so, gr- I'm so grateful that, the, that we have what we have going on right now. The brand has been really uh, revived and more on the way. 914-200-0269. All right, caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Frank, it's Shake and Bake. How you doing? Shake and Bake, good to hear from you. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, nothing. I was just, uh, just uh, watching the show. I figured, I figured I tried to even get through the lines. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought, because uh, I'm about to move into your uh, into New York here in about two weeks or a couple of weeks or so. Oh. And I thought it was very silly that uh, Kathy Hochul said, you know, people in New York can, uh, you know, just, they can come here and do whatever they want. And I thought, well, I don't think uh, you're really going to appreciate people buying handguns without a pistol permit. I'm sure you won't let them do that. But in any case. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, uh, I love how she said people here, they should be able to do whatever they want, except, of course, s- say what they want. 
I mean, she's she she actually has the nerve of saying that while she announces the uh, the creation of a social media analyst unit that's going to go knock on doors if you say something naughty. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'll be uh, hopefully starting a job over up uh, over by Buffalo and Rochester at. Uh, I think I told you this before, but uh, um, I'll be I'm flying out of Oregon forever on the 28th so i'll be happy to be back on the east coast and all that so um so yeah that's what's going on with me and uh so i'm happy to hey. hear it well good luck to you on your new venture yep so all right well good good show as always you uh, take care now frank thank you thank you my friend and now next time he calls in now next time shake and bake calls in uh he will not have a three-hour difference it's gonna be a whole different ball of wax 914-200-0269 and always remember that we have the inside information line the hotline that's open I also have a couple of things that I want to ask you about concerning last night's show and that is what did you think about the creation myth project what did you think about that we have a half hour to go <coughs> about a half hour or so to go on this show I, I want to know about that too that was a very odd thing there. And, and only today, um, as you'd uh, expect, I always learn things after the fact. I learned that Polly, our good friend Polly, amazing Polly, did a dive on the so-called Shapers, the Shapers program in the schools. Uh, so I, would, I wish I could have had her call in and give me a little bit on that. Let's take a call from... Mr. Moriarty, what's going on, Aaron from TruthQuest? Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. Thanks for taking my call. Hey. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. How's it been by you? Oh, great. If I, was, if I was doing any better, I'd be you. <laughs> and I, I really like your idea of uh, radio dramas. I love listening to old radio dramas. It's a great idea to remake them. You can see, you know, the box with the sand and the shoe and everything and the horse hooves. I think that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, you know, because I, I I do know, Aaron, that there are plenty of podcasts out there that have taken on radio drama feeling. Like they'll they'll there's scripts that are written, there are characters that are introduced. There's there's you know everything, but it's it's pre recorded, it's pre produced. There's something, of course, I just feel is magical about live radio and all of those dramas from the 30s and 40s and 50s. That was all done in studio, live, yeah. and I think that is just magic. That is cool. That's cool. Uh, oh, you're there in New York or New York City. I had the great pleasure many years ago when I went to Toy Fair because I'm a toy inventor. I met Bernie Wayne. Bernie Wayne was the guy who wrote Blue Velvet and Miss America theme. And he was, we went to Sardi's and because my business partner was friends with him, uh, John Goodell, who's passed away now. And they were asking him, Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne, where would you like to sit? They were treating him like a king. It was really, really cool. A cool New York memory. And he was working on a, uh, a football musical, a musical about a football game. <laughs> and uh, Do you remember what yeah, it was called? He, pardon? Do you remember what it was called? No, but he also wanted to do uh, an animated show. And he wanted me to be one of the animators. He was going to call it Donkey Hootie, oh. about a donkey. 
So, but anyway, well, that's just something. No, it, something. It, it, that, that's. Uh, uh, I I mean, I've been to Sardi's once. That that made my ears perk up. My mother loves th- Sardi's, and um, that is a a very popular at least place in my family for after after Broadway shows to go and hang out. And I think it's still open, right? I remember we took a, a mug or we bought a mug from Sardi's. At, I've only been there once, though. I'd love to have gone back, but I feel like that golden age is um, is over. And I, I, don't, yeah. I don't feel as cozy about doing that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, Bernie Wayne told the story about Blue Velvet when he wrote the song Blue Velvet. And he played the first, you know, couple verses or the first verse on the piano and singing and he goes that's it i don't need to listen anymore who do you want to sing it you can have anyone you want sinatra anyone and uh, he picked uh what's his name um gosh i can't remember his name now but the one who did blue velvet but he didn't want to hear the rest of it he was like that that but that's back in the old days the old the the good old days another story from the good old days that's what i like collecting over here aaron thank you for the call my friend you're welcome. Take care, buddy. All right. Take care. There you go. There you go. 914. Oh, here's a funny story for you. Since tonight is just a little bit about improv and funny stories and taking calls and a little bit of leftovers. I was not watching the game, but Mark Sanchez, who's actually an ex-Jets, New York Jets quarterback. I'm wearing my grandfather's Jets uh, sh- uh, shirt tonight. His... Um, his sweater, which is such so well done, so well put together. This thing, you would think it's a couple years old. It's got to be 25 years old. I don't know how old it is. Anyway, Mark Sanchez comes under fire for brown-on-brown crime comment during broadcast. Uh, Fox Sports NFL analyst Mark Sanchez is receiving backlash over a comment he made on the broadcast during Commanders and Seahawks game on Wednesday. With less than four minutes to play in the third quarter and Seattle leading 16-12, to Sanchez said, we got brown-on-brown crime right up top. Now, here's the reason why he said that. He was referring to Seattle cornerback Trey Brown, who was defending Washington receiver Diami Brown. So he had two Browns against each other. They happened to be black, of course. Uh, If they were two white people with brown last names, then it wouldn't have, you know, it's it's, so I think it's hilarious. And of course, we're, we're so retarded. So retarded that, of course, that there would be backlash. Because it's only hilarious because you don't know to suffer the systemic. The uh, former NFL quarterback was referring to Seattle cornerback, blah, blah, blah. So they were they were facing off with each other around the 44-yard line. Both players are black, but it's not an inside slant, Sanchez, 37 years old, continued. Get foot-to-foot, face-to-face, and then break off, 45-degree angle. And then he said the famous line. Here, listen to this. You got brown on brown crime right up top. But it's just an inside slant. Watch him stem him, get foot-to-foot, face-to-face, and then break off. 45-degree angle, Trey Now, I thought that Mark Sanchez, being, you know, Hispanic, uh, could get away with that stuff. I thought that he can say things like that. Aren't they allowed? Uh, what are the rules now? What are the rules for even a minor play on words with two people's names? Oh, gosh, we are so retarded. 
one user wrote on X, said, we have what, Mark Sanchez? I'll go to sleep. Put your pacifier in your mouth and go to sleep. Describing two African-American football players going head-to-head as brown-on-brown crime is crazy. Another person wrote, I don't care if both their names are brown. That's just insane. No, you're insane. You're insane. You are the greatest litmus test that could be made right now about how much time we have left as a society. Okay? You're the litmus test, not Mark Sanchez. Anyway. (laughs) 914. 914-2000269 914-2000269 or our special hotline 914-369-1236 let's take a uh, let's take a call here you go first one up is 517 hello who's this oh there's Captain Concise here I got some news Okay. Yeah, oh, shit. Here they come again. Now, let me step back underneath my porch. That way they can't see me. I think I saw something the night I wasn't supposed to. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm standing on the backside porch drinking coffee out of my delicious Lion's coffee cup. Mm. And uh, I'm looking northeast. And next thing I know... I see this low flying, streaking, like crashing to the earth. I don't know, shooting star, but it was a fucking huge. And it started off really bright yellow, and then it changed to like orange, and then it went to like a, a green and finished out like a teal green blue color. Uh. Very strange, right? And I'm like I'm on the phone with a friend of mine who's just north of me. And I'm like, holy shit, I think, I think something's going on in the sky. Next thing I know, three fucking low-flying helicopters in a search grid start doing some aerial shit in a search grid in a sky. And they just show up, I don't know, like at the same fucking time. What are the odds of that? Okay, Mm. what are the odds, right? And when was the night in question? When was the night in question? Right now. Oh, this just happened right now. like, Like five minutes, ten minutes ago, this shit just happened. And so, now there's all sorts of crazy low flying like you had, a, you so had a gr- three helicopters. They're doing this like corkscrew search grid through the sky, right? Heading like northwest, mm. kind of in the trajectory because it went behind a tree line. And now there's these planes that are going in like a checkerboard straight line where the helicopters are just doing like corkscrew searches. Oh, so the, the, they're widening out. The, so the the planes the planes are going into. They're going. They're just streaking all over the place, and the helicopters are are swirling all over the place. Checkerboarding. The planes are checkerboarding, and and the, heli- and the helicopters are swirling. There are three of them. The three helicopters showed up first. They were showed up like seconds after it went down behind the tree line where I'm looking. Now you said you said now you said that when they when they showed up, um, they this all happened to the northeast. Then you just said that. All of the uh, the the these I guess response vehicles were going to the northwest. Why do you think that they were doing that? Not, not vehicles. These are airplanes. Everything's all been in the air in the sky tonight. Right. So why would they go northwest if the 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 thing crashed northeast? I don't know. Maybe widen out the search pattern or something. Could I'm be. looking at. Okay, so it goes down. All right, so here, here's what here's what you got to do. Here's here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do because now we got the trajectory and we got the response on 
on record. Now you have to be able to have to go. You have to go out there and you have to collect some media. We need some kind of visuals, and we need uh, it maybe it was the strangest thing that fell out of the sky. I've seen a lot of shit fall out of the sky. Well, thank crazy. you so much. Thank you so much for that tonight. And that is and that's happening where around what part of the country? You don't have to tell us exactly where you are. Oh, right, right in the mitten. Right in the mitten. So what? So you're in Michigan. Right in the mitten. Right center palm of the mitten. Okay, so you're and in like north northeast is where the helicopters came from. There you go. Okay, so the helicopters they are right in the mitten of Michigan, and you got to go check it. Everybody, be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. See if uh, Monkey Works says anything about um, those types of uh, aerial uh, anomalies that are on the the uh, I don't know the radar over there. That'd be really interesting to see. We have more room for that. It's 756. Call on in, 914-200-0269. Uh, have a little bit more. This is something that might be of, of uh, interest to you. Traces of cannabis in human bones suggest 17th century Italians were recreational pot users. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this? No wonder, these lazy guineas. Let's take a call. 541, you're on the air. Who's this? It's your brother, Zoe. How hey. you doing, Frank? What's going on, Zoe? How you been? Excellent. Excellent. Um, just wanted to really... Oh, wait, a second wait, to... wait, 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 wait. Before you say what you're going to say, um, I heard, and I had texted you about it, but I heard that you have had some yeah. real big back trouble. Is your back feeling better? This is my first day back at work in a week. I spent six days flat on my back, Frank. It was uh, it was brutal, but I'm through it, and I'm a what, happy what, camper right what ha- now. What happened? Thanks, thanks was, just a spasm, I hope. I, I think a pinched nerve, but it was way up high, like between my wings, and I've never, ever experienced pain like that in my life. Crazy, mm. crazy. Okay. Good to go now, baby. Good, I'm happy. Hey, I just wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm much like you. I'm watching the chats and seeing what people are saying. I, some people are having a tough time adapting to uh, pill.net, but I really just want to reinforce what you were saying. This is not only the greatest free speech platform, and it, you can play whatever music you want over here, Frank, and it's just, you know, I've been broadcasting on it now for over two years. I know you were there at the inception. Uh not People, the inception, but, but the story out there. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a chance. Give the thing a chance. It is a great platform. You get used to it. Yeah. It's a little different, but there's a lot of fun stuff. And one thing I will say is that the uh, the chatters over there, the family at at Pill.net is uh man, they're they're just they're just the freaking best. They're like real friends, you know. It's it's awesome. And one last thing. One yeah. last thing. You're killing me with that sweatshirt, dude. <laughs> like I said it's just it's just very comfy, cozy. I don't know, what to say, but but I do but I do actually pull. I do actually pull for the Jets if, if there is if there's no conflict uh, between them and the Cowboys. I I pull for the Jets the whole way. I do because yeah. they're just because they're just I've so been pathetic. A, I've been I've been a Jets fan since Joe Namath, man, and uh, I had high hopes for this year's and Aaron Rodgers, but oh, went right down the shitter. <laughs> so then you know, you know, then uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, I 
I really just hope that they have one year in the sun. And I thought I thought it was going to be this year. I really do with Aaron Rodgers and then four plays in. But you know what? It's crazy. Um, I, what I read and what I hear from other people, that he's pretty confident that he's coming back for the end of the season. I am hopeful. I am hopeful. That's, Great to talk to you, my brother. Take care, man. Be well. That's a, I mean, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about a guy who severed his Achilles, like snapped it in September. So for anybody to have your Achilles, Achilles tendon reattached and then rehabbed in, in time for you to come back even in December, it's like, what are you, what are you talking I mean, because, you know, we're, we're talking about playoffs is, starts in January normally for, for, for uh, the NFL. I don't know if I think that the I think that the um the Jets are a playoff team despite the fact that their record doesn't show it. They have a great defense, they have a couple of really good receivers, they have a uh they have a tight end, they have a uh a young really uh really uh talented running back and a semi decent even uh offensive line. It's just a just don't have a quarterback and that Aaron Rodgers who we were talking about for those of you who don't know remember this is the guy that went into uh you know the 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 darkness therapy for three days of darkness and all that stuff and uh he was the also the biggest anti-vaxxer in the whole league gave him a lot of props for that so when I heard that he's coming to to New York I said that would that's gonna be really interesting just to watch how that all plays out and he runs out on you know, the season opener, he runs out of the locker room and he's holding the American flag and everybody is electric. They're like, this is something magical is happening. <laughs> Four plays in. Four plays in. He just doesn't get, he gets up and then he goes back down. Oh, no. I, I, I read about it afterwards because I was on air when it happened. It was a Monday night football game. And I saw a, like a, a notification came in something about Aaron Rodgers gets injured I, as I'm doing this show I said oh my gosh oh my gosh but if he comes back from that kind of surgery in only a couple of months what the hell is that like what what kind of uh, witch doctor did you have at your bedside to make that happen I don't know that's incredible that would be incredible let's take a call 402 you're on the air who's this Hey, Frank, this is Brian Jack Holder from uh, Counts Bluffs, Iowa, running for Congress. Yes, it's great and, to hear uh, from I've, you again. I've got some inside information for you. Great, let's hear it. Well, at least my, uh, the race I've run in before is rigged. I, uh, I received the same number of votes uh, in 2016 for a U.S. House race as I did in 2020. And it's not a small number. It's 15,300 and. 60 votes is what I got the second time. And the first time I got uh, 11 less. Wow. So that uh, that's a computer algorithm that did that. No, that that is, that, uh, honestly, I, I think that I would be totally suspicious of that. First of all, that's pretty cool to be a part of an election where 15,000 people saw your name and voted for you. Um, one way or another, even if they, if it, if it is real, that must be uh, that. That must be really something. Um, it, re- it must be, but four years oh, removed. Yeah. Four years removed. I haven't had. Oh, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. 
No, I was just going to recap uh, re- recap what you said there. Four years removed from 16 to 2020 and a difference of 11 votes. That, that, that just seems ridiculous. I mean, I'm not imagining things, am I? Wouldn't that seem weird if you ran for Congress like I did and, uh, you know, you run, uh, you know, the, the second time you got 15,000 and the uh, fourth time you got 15,000. The third time, the midterm was a uh, less turnout. Well, you know, you're not the only one. You're not the only one that brings this up. I I forget where the hell it was. Somebody was analyzing a third-party candidate from some part of the country. It might have been the Midwest. It could have been the Southwest. I don't know. But I remember sometime in the last couple of weeks there was a uh, analysis of a race, a three-way race, between a Democrat, Republican, and some third-party member. And, uh, and the third-party member was the only was the only consistent thing between 2016 and 2020. And it was pretty much like the same thing that you're talking about here, where it is a almost inconceivable carbon copy of what happened the the prior election. Where How is it even possible with all the fluctuations that were going on, with other candidates that were declared and dropped off, with, uh, with, with the fluctuations that the two main candidates had, where they were, you know, the differences of outcome was many thousands for both of them. And there is oh, just... Oh, they were the same candidate. It, uh, it was an incumbent that lost in 2018, and uh, he tried to get his seat back in 2020 against the new Democrats. So, so, you, the, so you know what I'm I talking about then. spoiler here in Iowa. I got enough votes that they... Uh, so because I spoiled two congressional elections, the Republicans gerrymandered me into a new district where my... Four percent of the vote uh, can't spoil it anymore. Right. Okay. So then you do know what I'm talking about, the because it, it was making its way around Twitter and elsewhere too. So you know, it's just one of those things, Jack. Where it, uh, who the hell really knows when when someone like Marley Hornick comes on and she breaks down just how bad it is in states like New York. Uh, I I have to imagine that it is probably impossible to verify what's going on in most states of the country even in places that you think are are well in in good hands you just you just don't know but um thank you for calling in uh, someone like rich barris could do is his people could now analyze the data and see if i got the same number of votes in each county uh over those elections or if the have you tried votes were shifted to another county have you tried reaching out to rich I, I have, and I've been uh, too busy working uh, two jobs, seventy hours a week. So I film, uh, I film high school sporting events, and I'm going to start streaming them this winter. So, and I'm running for Congress the six times. Oh well, wonderful. Well, listen, Jack, you let us know anything we can do to get the word out about your uh, your your race over there in Iowa, and whenever you have any um, any of those those the the streaming up for the local sports let me know every once in a while i really like watching local sports for some reason so that that would be fun for me i'd like to take a look at some of that oh well thank you frank what everything that you do your audience uh, i would just uh, tell people if they have friends or family they're having a, a mental health crisis that they try to help them that they uh get them the assistance they need i, I had a time in my life where my family helped me out, and I uh, I didn't see a way out of the darkness, but uh, thanks to them that I, I found the light. So God bless you. Well, I'm happy they did that, Jack. I'm glad you're still with us, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Okay. Thank you, Frank. All right. There you go. 807, 807. Let's go to some Super Chats again and see how everything is uh, is going. 
maybe I'll save that uh, creations myth for another night because I definitely want to see what people are talking about. I want what people think about that and maybe another guest on that in particular. Jay Britt says, Frank, I want to thank Stostube for the shout out last Thursday. Hoping all's well with the whole Stostube clan. Look at that. Look at that. This brotherly love inside of the, uh, the chats. All right, Bacon Slut, thank you. Matt1776 says, welcome to all of our new friends. That's what we have. Keeping it open. Keeping the lines open, 914-200-0269. That was the other thing last night um, that really got me, too. It was the, almost like the, uh, I have this book of obscure sorrows over here. So all of these terms and stuff that have very specific meaning. And when Truthstream Media put out the definition for the word Kier, I had to work it into the show last night. An ill-fated attempt to reenact a beloved memory years later, returning to a place that once felt like home, only to find it is now feels uncannily off, like walking through a wax museum of your own childhood. That is something that stuck with me all weekend long. All weekend. And as far as the person who responded to this, talking about their family in South Texas where their parents just kind of didn't even think about it and put the house on the chopping block and, and didn't think about future, future generations wanting to own the ranch and all that. Um, there's also something else that has been baked into the society, the, the estate taxes, the death tax that they call it. There's a lot of people who simply can't keep the family farm, even if they wanted it, because you got to sell the family farm and able to, uh, uh, in order to be able to pay off the final tax that you get when you leave this earth. So there's a lot of things that um, that got me thinking last night, especially since that is a uh, really entwined with a lot of our nostalgic topics that we do here. All right, really quick break. We come back one or two more of your calls, and then. I will have to depart because of band practice, so don't go anywhere. Like Gage Charles. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars were so gallantly there as the rockets were there and the twilight's last gleaming and the rockets gla red glare were so gallantly there First stripes were all there, and the rockets were there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet glaze for the land of the free and the home of the <laughs> <laughs> what? 
demo some stuff that actually we might work on a little bit some set the charge ideas good foundation Some good stuff, some good stuff. Vipers, man. 914-200-0269. Or, we still have time, inside information. We had somebody call in from their... Call in from their porch or something. Object falling from the sky. And a um, massive deployment of aircraft to see what's going on. I wonder how that all worked out for him. But we have that still open, that special line, 914-369-1236. And uh, away we go. So, where are we at? We did the nostalgia and golden thinking thing, and I want to do a little bit more of that later. There's something else that you guys should know coming up on Tuesday. We've got Sal Greco coming back on the show Tuesday night because of all the things that are going on in New York City with... Um, with uh, Eric Adams. Now there's the FBI is involved. And I want to know what is going on with this. Because a lot of people are saying that the reason why Eric Adams is having so many, um, such an uptick in legal issues is because he is starting to really speak out against what is going on with the importation of foreign nationals from the southern border. Saying that he is being a little bit too rebellious and now he's being made, uh, he's being given some problems to deal with. I want to see what Sal thinks about that, because, of course, we know from Sal's digging and, and uh, his um, having a finger to the pulse of all things that are in the NYPD over the course that he was working there, that this guy has some pretty shady uh, ties to the um, organized crime world and everything else. It, it may be a little bit of both, that he's a, a compromised individual who is starting to, uh, to be a little bit too mouthy. And now uh, he's being bogged down by legal issues. I don't. I would be. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a little of both. So let's take a call. Six zero two. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey Frank. This is Steve in Michigan. What's happening? What's going on, Steve? Good to have you on. Um, I was very uh, upset when I heard Albert passed away. You know, it doesn't seem long ago that he was on your show, and he just sounded out of sorts. And I, I wish I could have recognized it. Just a few weeks ago, you mean? Yeah, it's just some, yeah, maybe a few weeks ago he called. Well, you know, and, uh, he, he just jumped out of course, and it's I just I was uh, yeah, well, it's, bummed out. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where if uh, when a tragedy, a tragedy like that 
happens it it makes everybody feel like they could have done a little more they should have seen something and 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 you know it's just it's not always the case um i i i would have never i would have never um expected anything like that you know there's there's sometimes that you get there's some days that you're more tired than others about the world around you just especially when you see it from a certain standpoint um when you can't really you don't live in that blue pill land anymore and you see you know 15 more layers than the average person does and sometimes that really really weighs on you sometimes the many of those layers really don't mean anything it's just added stress but one way or another that contributes to whether or not we have good days or bad and none of that has to do with whether or not a person is willing to um check out and and end it all so i would just say i un- i understand what you're what you're what you're saying but don't um i wouldn't put too much on 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 you know should have seen one thing or another because i think uh i don't know if if everybody having a couple of bad days even in a row meant that then damn i've got a lot i've got people all around me that are ready to pop and what what can you do you know and so it's just a matter about praying and and uh and just making sure people around you know that you are available to them whenever bad times happen you know it's just a that's the that's the thing. You got to be a little bit more. Maybe we all just have to be a little more vocal in our our respective circles, so everybody knows that they they do have a shoulder. You know. Right. Well, I just want to say God bless uh, his family and stay strong. And uh, I also wanted to keep you updated on Act My Tax. We were supposed to go to the Board of Canvassers on Friday, and they canceled our appointment and rescheduled it for the twenty seventh, which is the day after Thanksgiving. And they're not going to show up the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They're going to cancel us again. They're dragging their feet, pissing me off. That's the way it is. That's the way. It's not one thing, it's the other. But thank you for the call, Stephen. All right. Take care, man. There you go. All right. One last one, and we're off for the night. 504, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, dear. It's Kelly and the Kitty Cats. Hey, what's going on? I just a rainy night up here in North Louisiana, Northeast. I, um, I'm calling because... I love the little rowboat, man. It's so calming and peaceful oh. and colorful and relaxing. Thank you for posting that at oh. the beginning and end. No problem. I, you know, I, I love using a, lo- a number of those loops, and thank you for the call. That's the end of the uh, the show now. I love using those loops, especially that kind of rowboating astronaut. I love it. It is very peaceful as well and i like when the uh, the mood strikes and it just kind of feels uh, appropriate in the last couple of nights i just wanted to go for a row so that's what we have ladies and gentlemen um it's all we have for this episode tonight thank you thank you to my friends out there who are are watching and followed us over hopefully uh more do follow it's uh you don't ever want to leave behind uh, you know three to four fifths of your audience you'd hope that there is a little bit more of a a willingness to stay a part of it but um that's uh it's just gonna take a little time and we'll we'll see what the the verdict is but uh anyway i uh i feel uh i feel good tonight 
It was a good show. I'm looking forward to tomorrow with Robin McCutcheon on the air. And then after that with uh, with Razor Fist and George, it's going to be uh, it's a good good week still ahead of us. And now I'm going to go do some business with the band. So um, without further ado, I really want to thank you for being here and to all my super chatters and friends. It'll be another good one tomorrow night. Take care and be well. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, it's Phil before a live studio audience, and now our super chatter starting with Jay Britz. Jay Britz again, Katie Sky, and Katie Sky, and then Stostube, right in the middle of it all. Thank you so much for my friends, and now we are going to release the scratching over on Pilled because there's just so much. Also, thank you to Esther on the Rumble Rants that we got to read off before. It's uh, It's been a good night, and I'm really appreciative of all of you. Tomorrow's another one. See you then.